everyone. Monday, April the 11th. Looks like we've had a reasonably positive start to the week. Christopher, what did we miss over the weekend? Oh, not a great deal. It was all about what happened on Friday night. They're actually, looking at the headlines this morning, there wasn't much from the weekend. So just taking the lead from Wall Street Friday night, Dow up 138 points. Mixed session though, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ closed weaker. S&P was down three tenths of a percent. NASDAQ was the big underperformer, down 1.3%. SPY futures closed up 27 points on Saturday morning and the market is now up 29 points. So we're pretty much bang in line with what the SPY futures were suggesting. And there wasn't a lot of moving parts on Friday night. The market's still worried about uh, expectations for rate hikes and balance sheet tapering. The Ukraine war continues to rage on. Treasury yield backup continues. The 10-year hit 2.7%, the highest since March 29. I think it was just this morning, the Aussie 10 years have gone through 3%. So yield's still very much front and center in terms of uh, what the market is paying attention to. And then US earnings season kicks off this week. It starts Thursday with JP Morgan. And as I will talk about in just a moment, I think this is going to be a particularly important US earnings season for a host of reasons, but I'll park that for the moment. Very good. We'll come back to you very shortly for that, Chris. Tom, fresh off a second Ausbiz appearance this morning. What's happening locally? Thank you, Ben. At the moment, we have value outperforming growth with those bond yields higher. Miners and energy are outperforming. Technology, consumer discretionary, lagging behind. On the corporate front, IGO and Western areas have agreed to amend their scheme at $3.87, and that's ahead of a previous um, price of $3.36. Lake Resources and Ford Motor have signed a lithium offtake agreement. So good news for LKE, Lake Resources there. Brickworks is trading ex-dividend, and Virtus Health has received an improved offer from CapVest. So the ball is back in BGH's court, although I did see an update uh, regarding BGH and their ability to offer another proposal in my emails just before. So I'm not too sure what the uh, development will happen. Uh, anyway, on the economic front, Chinese inflation data is out today. I did a quick strategy piece. I was on Ausbiz earlier, as Ben said, looking at the US and local markets, which seem a little bit lethargic heading into US results season and for Easter break. Quick look at what to expect from US earnings season with expectations a little bit lowered from the start of the quarter, uh, sort of piggybacking on what Chris is going to say as well. Inflation, supply chain pressures, peak margins, geopolitical uncertainty, the main bear discussion points, strong corporate and consumer balance sheets that Tina, there is no alternative mantra balancing out some of those bear points. This week, what to look out for, we have US inflation data, local unemployment data on Thursday, Eurozone has an ECB meeting on Thursday, and we also have a lot of the big Western markets uh, with shortened trading weeks this week and even next week with the Easter break. So a lot there, Ben. Very good. Thank you, Tom. Len, anything interesting coming from the brokers today? Thanks, Ben. Just having a look at Grain Corp this morning after its earnings upgrade. And the brokers are mostly neutral after that big share price jump that we saw, and they've lifted their target prices in line with the current share price. Macquarie is the only one there with an outperform recommendation and a target price 12% above the current share price. And the average target price is $9.22. Grain Corp is currently trading at $9.63, up 0.8% on the day. Yeah, so those target prices are a little bit below that current share price there. We've got Whitehaven Coal. Morgan's raised its 2022 to 2024 financial year coal price assumptions. The broker suggests ongoing coal price strength above consensus forecasts as well. Morgan's has an ad recommendation and has lifted its target price 37%, $5.10, which suggests a 14% upside. And one more quick one, City has upgraded ANZ to a buy and lifted its target price 5% to $30.75, which suggests a 
12% upside. Ben. Very good. Thank you, Leighton. Henry, what have you got happening in your world? Hi, guys. Always plenty happening in my world. Uh, the big news over the weekend, which has kicked the resource sector higher, and it's uh, continuing to go higher, is Elon Musk talking about getting into lithium because prices have got so high that Tesla may need to get into mining. So we are seeing the uh, lithium stocks kick. Macquarie also upgrading uh, today as well in terms of prices and UBS as well. We've got things like late resources up 11%. Resources just generally going very, very firm again today. Iron ore stocks, Grange and Mount Gibson also doing well. So that's good. Pretty happy with that. Apart from that, just talking about Iron Ear again today and putting that into the battery pack, which is up around 140 odd percent since we created that just over a year ago. So that's a pretty uh, stunning result for those people that have been following lithium stocks, but it'll be putting in Iron Ear instead of having 40% in AKE, which is a, a bit concentrated, but that did come around because of the uh, merger between Oracobra and Galaxy. Apart from that, the usual Monday stuff and the market looking pretty strong, 36 points powering into Easter. I don't know quite why you think it's looking a bit exhausted, Tom, because it just seems to have got another leg, especially in resources. That's good news indeed. Very good. Thank you, Henry. Chris, so we've got another Manic Monday in your section today. Uh, yeah, we do. Just before we get to that, um, just a little bit of housekeeping. So I got an email from a member expressing some confusion or asking some questions about when I actually publish the trades in my section of the newsletter. It's at 11.45, people who aren't sure. So I do a chart of the day in the morning and that's basically just an observation of an interesting chart. There's some active members out there that like to trade those and they can do so at their own discretion. But if I'm going to place a trade and just on the trade frequency, it's about once a week or four times a month, slightly less than once a week. And I'll publish them at 11.45. You don't need to wait for the lunchtime email. So you can actually go to the newsletter at 11.45. And if there's a going to be a trade on that day, it will be there. So hopefully that clears up any confusion. All right, my Manic Monday, I'm focusing solely on US earnings season. I think it's going to be a particularly important one. Why? Because it's the first chance we get to see the full impact of inflation, the Ukraine war, particular Fed policy. Remember the Fed pivoted in December. So it's the first full quarter that we get to see of that Fed pivot and the expectations of moving forward of what the Fed is going to do. The expectation is for a 4.5% earnings growth rate. And just to put in that, that into context, the last four quarters working backwards have seen earnings growth of 31.2, 40, 91 and 53%. So some very heady numbers, but we must remember they're cycling from the pandemic lows. But that is a very sharp contraction. You know, last time out, it was 31.2%. Expectations this time, 4.5%. The common denominator this earnings season will likely be margin compression. And it's going to come from both sides. So there'll be less demand because consumers are wary of higher prices and higher interest rates. There was a CBS News article out over the weekend that showed two thirds of people in the US or people surveyed in the US are cutting back on entertainment, travel and driving, whilst more than half are cutting back on food and groceries. So it is having a real impact in the real economy. So less demand. And then on the other side of the equation, the supply side, uh, we've got supply chain issues. So higher input costs, high transport costs, that hurts the ability of companies to get products and services to the market. And that all means margin compression, ladies and gentlemen. So you're going to hear a lot of that sort of commentary in the outlook statements. And that will be the key. So it's not just about how the results are impacted this quarter, but it is how companies expect those forces along those dimensions to impact their results moving forward. So all told, we're still likely to see positive earnings growth, but it could prove to be a volatile earnings season and a sign of things to come for the next couple of quarters, particularly if inflation remains high and the Fed is aggressive with raising interest rates, which they most certainly will be. Finally, just to round it out, chart of the day is a little stock called Alligator Energy. It is up the speculative end of the market. It's at 11 or 11 and a half cents. So it is a very specky opportunity, but chart looks great. Rising volume, 
assume uh, three may compliance some nice momentum behind it just needs to clear a neckline at 11 and a half cents and could provide a nice little pop for uh, anyone who's willing to have a crack at it but on the higher end of the risk spectrum so don't bet the house I don't know if you saw Chris that it was down 10% this morning I did not and that's uh, part of the chart of the day isn't it it's just identifying something that might have uh, a bit of action happening exactly right there we go All right, and we'll uh, we'll roll that straight into our question of the day which is related to your Manic Monday piece Chris which is do you think US earning season will be good for the market we've kind of got your answer already do you want to give a one word summary no I don't think it'll be good for the market I don't think it'll be particularly bad either I think we'll learn a lot from it but no I don't think US markets are going to rally off the back of the upcoming earnings season very good Tom similar to Chris the clarity that results provide should offer a little bit of support for the market so it could have some upside I see very good Leighton no I don't think it will bounce off the results I think they'll probably be pretty poor results so market normally tends to react pretty poorly to negative things there we go Henry I think they'll be pretty ho-hum as far as our market goes I don't think they'll have a massive impact on our market I think with the federal election with metal prices and commodities being where they are that's the major driver in our market at the moment with bank results as well in May so I don't really know why we're going to be looking too hard at US results this time out I must admit but um, we have our own race to run fair enough and I'll say I think they'll be relatively positive they'll be reporting on the a period that's still showing a bit of rebound out of the lows of the pandemic and a bit more clarity as you said Tom into the future looking stuff should you know, leave people a little bit more comfortable so there we go thanks everyone we'll be back tomorrow to do it all again thanks guys see you Henry see you Henry